This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. You're listening to 77 WABC. We spent a lot of time talking about Congressman Lee Zeldin during the race for governor. And I know a lot of folks were disappointed that he didn't end up getting elected. I was among them. I voted for him. And I'm sorry that he didn't end up getting elected. But A lot of people have been talking about what Congressman Lee Zeldin is going to do next. And one of the things that he's been talked about a great deal for is to run for chairman of the Republican National Committee. Now, I never thought this was a good idea for him, but let's see what he told Sid Rosenberg about him possibly running for this job. He was on with Sid on WABC yesterday morning. I believe that she should change her mind and decide that she's not going to go forward with this run. That would change the dynamics of the race. Lee Zeldin says he's not running for RNC chair. I have to tell you, it may not seem this way to him or or the people that were pushing him for this job. This is a blessing in disguise. This is not a job that he would have enjoyed. This is not, is not a job that he would have been very effective at. Basically, he would be, from now until 2024, going on television and needing to defend the craziest thing that any Republican happens to be saying at that moment. I don't think it would be good for his brand. As a national Republican leader, he'd be forced to defend a lot of positions that might be popular with voters nationally, but would make sure that he never got elected to statewide office in the future. I'm going to repeat the thing that I have said time and again would be the perfect job for him. He absolutely ought to run for Suffolk County executive next year. This is a job that is open. It's a job where the leading Democrat running has raised over a million dollars. This is a county which has become increasingly more Republican. This would mean dozens of direct Republican jobs, hundreds of indirect Republican jobs, especially with a Republican county legislature. He could actually get his agenda passed, maybe push through things like uh, tax cuts, changes on uh, different aspects of criminal justice, a whole bunch of other things. And it would be a salary increase for him compared to what he's making as a congressman. He wouldn't have to go down to Washington, D.C., and he's in a perfect position if he wants to run again for governor in four years. If you know Lee Zeldin, if you have a relationship with Lee Zeldin or any of the people in his orbit, for his sake and for the sake of the GOP, in addition to the sake of Long Island, encourage him to run for Suffolk County Executive. I'm an independent. I vote for Democrats as well as Republicans. But it would be a shame to see someone who's given as much of his life to public service as Lee Zeldin has when there's a job that's tailor-made for him, for him to be sitting on the sidelines. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. 
Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. As many years as I've been in talk radio, I am perpetually surprised at what topics work in terms of generating callers and what topics don't work in terms of generating callers. And do you know, of all the things that I mentioned yesterday, the one thing that got more reaction than anything else that we did on the radio... You have any idea? A lot of calls uh, calling about Pearl Harbor. A lot of people calling in reaction to uh, my discussion with TZ Borden. A lot of people calling to play the $1,000 Minute. But by far, the biggest reaction we got in terms of phone yesterday was when we gave away a family four-pack of tickets to the Big Apple Circus. So we have gotten permission to do it again right now. If you are the seventh caller to 800-848-WABC, we're going to give you a four-pack of tickets to the Big Apple Circus. The Big Apple Circus is back for its 45th anniversary season. It's starring Nick Walenda, and they're inviting you to experience the excitement of their dazzling new extravaganza, Dream Big. You can join us under the Big Top at Lincoln Center, where astonishing wonders and daring acrobatics set imagination soaring to the most astounding, awe-inspiring heights. Get ready for some fantastic performances from the King of the High Wire, Nick Walenda, comic daredevil Johnny Rocket, the Kirikou Brothers, aerialist Alan Silva, trapeze artist Ellie Huber, juggling master Gina Cristiani, Veronica and her talented dogs. All for you if you are the seventh caller to 800-848-WABC. Speaking of WABC, I want to thank my friend Sid Rosenberg for inviting me to come on the show with him yesterday. And uh, it was a great interview, I thought, anyway. I thought I made some sense. Hopefully, uh, folks will listen to it. If you didn't get to hear it, you can check it out at WABCradio.com. Just click on podcasts. And under the uh, Sid Rosenberg and Friends show, you can listen to the all the guests that he had on, including me. You can go ahead and download that. But towards the end of the interview, Sid made a remark. He said, I love you. And I said, oh, Sid, thanks for having me on. And uh, I congratulate you again on the great ratings that the show has had under your stewardship of it. And then after I was off the air, Sid says to his little crew there, he says, you notice how he never says I love you back? Well, I mean... Sorry, Sid. I thought my affection for you was clear. (laughs) So uh, if Sid is doubting my love for him, let me state publicly and unequivocally, I love you too, Sid. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Every once in a while, I come across a great tweet, a tweet that I find merits repeating on the radio and necessitates thinking about. That was the case yesterday. I came across a tweet from, I believe his name is pronounced Dustin Zarny, C-Z-A-R-N-Y. If it's not Zarny, I apologize to him. But uh, he tweeted the following. And I thought he was right on the money. He, by the way, is the chair of the New York State Elections Commissioners Association for the Democrats. He is the Democratic Board of Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County. Every county has a Democrat and a Republican commissioner. He's the Democrat representing Onondaga. This is what he said, and he's exactly right. Did you know that there are actually more offices up for election in odd years in New York than in even years? Yet the turnout is usually abysmally smaller. 
As you all start to focus on 2024, I will be that annoying friend reminding you about 2023 all year long. Well, Commissioner, I am going to join you on that because this is a big problem. Turnout in what they call off-year elections is abysmal, yet he's exactly right. There are going to be thousands of elected officials elected next year in New York State. And you think about it, these people and the decisions they make, in many respects, affects your life a whole lot more than anything the president does. Uh, For instance, in New York City, we have all the members of the city council up for election. We have uh, the DA out in Staten Island up for election. There are elected positions up and down the state that are going to be very competitive in both the primary and in the general election. And it would be a shame If next year turnout is just as poor as it was in 2021 and 2019, don't assume that because something is not a presidential race, it doesn't matter. Don't assume because you're not hearing about these local races on radio and television that they don't affect you. Go out, learn about all the candidates that are up for election, all the offices that are up for election in your area next year. And maybe, who knows, maybe even think about running yourself. I'm betting you have a lot of opinions and I'm betting you have a lot to offer. And if you find that none of the other candidates in your area are doing so, why not put your own name forward to potentially run? Think about it. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that radio dial. Well, a New York City institution is coming to an end. After 41 years of jokes and laughs, Caroline's Comedy Club will deliver its final punchline when they close at the end of this year. This is a real bummer. I've been to Caroline's many times over the years. I've had great times there. And sure enough, the legendary Times Square Comedy Club and the only New York City stage where big-name headliners regularly perform more extended sets as opposed to showcases will officially cease operations on January 1st after a final show on New Year's Eve. If you've never been to Caroline's, there are some great folks that are performing for the month of December. Jeff Ross, Dave Attell, Zarna Garg, a few others that you would know and some others that you may not know, but it's definitely worth going just to say you were there. The owner of Caroline's, Caroline Hirsch, announced on social media yesterday that she has decided not to renew her lease. However, she did say uh, that she's going to continue to expand the Caroline's brand and bring comedy to people in more places while continuing to grow the New York Comedy Festival throughout the city and the country. So that's good news. And she did say no matter the shape or the form of Caroline's future platform, we will always shine a spotlight on emerging talent. I'll tell you, some of my most memorable times at Caroline's were with my friend Annette Batista. Now, Annette passed away, unfortunately, but she was a very close friend. She was about 50 years older than I was, but we were very close friends until the uh, day that she died. And she happened to be Caroline's cousin. And I didn't know that, but uh, uh, Annette was... Caroline's cousin. So the first time we went there, I was in awe. Going to Caroline's with Annette 
was like walking into Yankee Stadium with Don Mattingly and Derek Jeter. I mean, they rolled out the red carpet for us, bought us drinks, bought us dinner, made sure we had a nice table. And needless to say, the next time that Annette invited me to go to Caroline's, I was always quick to accept. So I'm sorry to see Caroline's go because it was a great New York City institution, but I'm also sorry to see it go because it sort of closes the chapter on a place where I've had so many great memories with an old friend. Beam me up! To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.